Justin Fields from the Chicago Bears, he's back on our radar. He made some headlines. He actually made two quotes that we were keeping track of. He says already he's a top five rushing quarterback in NFL history. I don't I don't know. I mean, I respect the list he had. I respect Mike Vick, Cam Newton, and Lamar Jackson. Steve Young is very underrated, but as I know he hasn't been in the league in a while, but Colin Kaepernick was pretty good for a couple of years. I mean, I think so Colin Kaepernick was, yeah, RG3 was a pretty dynamic runner. With Mark Davis, Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to this July 20th edition of All About the Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Davis. Excited. Almost finished with my fucking paint schedule job I have going on. But I'm here in the sack house joined alongside my two brothers, Chris Kamihart and the local Baltimore Orioles fan, Luke Rule. Luke, welcome back after a week out of the sack house. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, you know, just trying to keep up with this busy work I have. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're getting ready to go defend this country and training and do what you have to do. Uh, Chris, how yeah. have you been fight the last the, few Fight nights? the Atropians. <laughs> I've been good, Mark, just like sucking in every minute of not doing absolutely nothing. Cause I only have a couple more days of leave, go back to work on Monday. So I'm disappointed. Also disappointed that I have to shave my face. It's probably what I'm really depressed about mostly, but it, great weekend. Honestly, spent it with the wife, the kids can't complain. How about your you, Mark? How was your, how was your week? No one asked oh, you. <laughs> yeah. No one ever asked me. I just throw it in there. So yeah, I'm doing a lot better. The purple heart, a combination. I'm trying to get that in there. I'm talking to the chief of the air force. She hasn't gotten back to me yet, but I'm doing good. Like I said, I'm counting the days down. It's probably going to go until Saturday. So by the time our viewers and listeners listen to this, I will either be done if we post it on Sunday or I'll be going in Saturday and I have to just hear how it went on Monday. So we're almost there. And Chris, your, your son's going to be a little confused, by the way, when you shave your face. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're, you're about to have a nice uh, little tan line going on, a little beer oh, tan. Hey, <laughs> oh, beer. I thought you were talking I, about Chris. I, <laughs> The most, the most yeah. I'm outside. The most I'm outside this house in Texas is me walking from the truck to the gym. Yeah, I, I got, I got pretty sunburnt this week out in the, out working outside, and at the division change of command today, it was nice and toasty out here. Oof. Yeah, it's been yeah. 90s out here on the airfield, and the wind hasn't been picking up like it. Like I, mean, I, I don't want it to pick up because we need to get the, the paint job done, but I would like it too to just cool me off. Doc, shout out to you. Hopefully, you're feeling better. I know you've been under the weather. You had some bad food. Uh, hopefully that stomach bug goes away, my friend and good luck today or tomorrow at your flight meeting, which is why I think you're really not here, but shout out to you doc anyways, but let's get started. We were going to do baseball. We're going to say that till Monday. Cause unfortunately, yes, don't let the Orioles Jersey confuse you. Luke can only name one player, maybe only two players in the whole history of the Baltimore Orioles. The guy he's wearing right now, Cal Ripken Jr. And the, the current Iron catcher man. for the Orioles. Yeah. Iron man. So we're going to do football. We have some headlines that broke out today in the last couple of days, but Chris starting off with Kansas city chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco. You know, he's been on a lot of people's radar for a fantasy steal this year. I was even looking at him in the seventh round potentially, but after thinking about it, you know, he had shoulder and hand surgery. What does his stock look like? What does the stock look like for Jarek McKinnon and your former running back from LSU, Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Yeah. I mean, Pacheco definitely stepped in. He inserted himself as that number one last year. He popped off towards the end. 
and then he definitely dominated in the playoffs for the Chiefs. Um, I mean, I'm not going to read too much into it. He even tweeted today that he's still going to be ready week one. Is he going to be a full go? That's that's a question. I mean, that's a question for a lot of running backs in fantasy right now. There's questions all over the fantasy, especially the top guys. So, I mean, it's scary heading into these drafts for fantasy. But, I mean, I think I think the Chiefs are set up right now, even if Pacheco misses some time. I mean, you got McKinnon, who Patrick trusts, Andy Reid trusts. He's a little older, 31 years old, but he did. He was the fourth most running back receiving yards last year. So, I mean, he's a killer out of the backfield, catches those balls. And, I mean, if Pacheco misses some time, this is Clyde Edwards a layer of time to step up and show, hey, I still got it, and see what he shows with that LSU prime when he was in 2019. So, I mean, hopefully he gets the show off. Yeah, I, I don't know, Luke. I, I'm still a little shaky on these running backs in Kansas City because we've seen it so many times. Kansas City is an air, an air attack all the way. Even without a, a star receiver, they do have Travis Kelsey, which when we do our bold predictions, I'm going to give you guys a big, big, bold one for Mr. Travis Kelsey out there in Arrowhead. But I don't know. I'm a little shaky. I, I mean, like I said, I've been thinking about it. I don't even know if I trust Pacheco when he's healthy because you don't know which running back is going to be the hot hand for the game, and you don't even know if a running back is going to be the hot hand for the game or hot hand. For the game so i'm just nervous in general it's like the patriots running backs that's not the way i get that feeling i just don't know if i can trust any of them even if healthy yeah i, I think kansas city is just gonna roll with the hot hand uh they're probably wait on vacheco uh, i don't think they'll rush him into the game because they honestly Kansas City doesn't need that rushing game to win games anyways the games it's all the kelsey mahomes show so that's that's all they really need and uh mckinnon and clyde Edwards are there they're, they'll probably split the backfield for the first couple games, and I mean, this is Clyde's Clyde's time to shine, to shine if he wants to get another paycheck. Well, yeah, yeah I'm not get... hoping. I'm not hoping to draft one of these guys to be my number one running back. Like this, these guys are going to be your fill in. I mean, I don't know what Pacheco's ADP right now is, but it he's been like be a solid draft. I think he's been in like the 80s or like between the 80s and 90s, which I think is where I've been seeing. When we do our mocks, I think he goes around like the seventh or eighth round is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. He'll, be, he'll be a solid grab for like midseason, stuff like that, because that's when he really started taking off last year anyways, after that midseason time frame. Yeah, the, these guys are a fill and pray to God that they pop off and at least get one touchdown on a bye week yeah. for your running backs. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and unfortunately, boys, like I said, Last episode, this is a time where we're going to start seeing injuries too, not just with the Chiefs. You're going to see you have rookies that have been reporting for training camp now. Your veterans are going to be going off next week. So we're going to have some injuries. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. And Pacheco does say, like you said, Chris, he should be ready week one. So we'll keep an eye on Isaiah Pacheco and the Kansas City Chiefs running back. And, you know, we mentioned holdouts last week, Luke, uh, last episode. I know you weren't there, but we did talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the running back situation. But this time, a guy after he made the 99 club in Madden, one of the top offensive linemen in the league. I can't, can't debate it. Offensive guard from the Dallas Cowboys, Zach Martin, is now talking about holding out, and I have a fucking big problem with this. I hate guys that get contracts a few years ago, and then they still have a few, you know, two to three years left on their contract, and they're sitting here saying, I'm underpaid. I might sell and, and wait till I get paid. Well, I'm sorry. You fucking got paid four years ago when you broke the market, and guess what? The league resets. That's the way it goes. You set the you set the pace. Someone passes you. Julio did the same thing, and I was irritated with him 
when he's on the Falcons. That shit irritates me. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he saw the Madden, the Madden rankings. He saw that he was 99, and he was like, hey, Jerry, hold up, hold up. I deserve the bag. But, I mean, I agree with you, Mark. I mean, that it's his his fault. He's on a six-year contract. You know, you know the league resets. You know after every three or four years, a new offensive guard is going to say, hey, I want, I want the money. I mean, he is approaching his mid-30s, so he is old. But Jerry Jones is known for paying his guys, so I, I can see I can see him getting a getting a paycheck. But I mean, he's outstanding player, All Pro, eight out of the nine years in the league. I mean, what other offensive guard can really say that? I mean, Dallas needs this, especially that run game with Pollard. This would be a huge loss if he does hold out. Yeah, I mean, this is going to suck for the Cowboys because he he really does have all the leverage here. If he if he decides to like go through with this and not play, it's gonna really hurt the Dallas Cowboy offense and trying to protect Dak Prescott. So I mean, he's got the leverage here, but yeah, you hate to see a player agree to a contract and sit out because like he doesn't feel like he's being paid enough to something he's already agreed to. So yeah, it sucks, but I think he's got the leverage in this situation. So definitely, definitely is a leverage. But you know what's funny is I looked at next year his cap hit is twenty two million dollars. Like. You're telling me this year, I understand, I think it's like $9 million. You're getting $22 million next year, and that's usually the last year is where I can understand the gripe. You want to get that, that bag before potentially getting hurt your last year of your contract so you're secure. Like like Chris mentioned with the running backs, you want to have that that security. I, and like you said, Luke, I think the leverage is in his court. He is, I think, the top guard in the NFL, and it just sucks. I just don't like it yeah. because you're just literally screwing a team. I understand that they screw you around too. But this is also on your agent, too. Your agent shouldn't have agreed to a six-year contract and fucking should have just done a four-year contract or five yeah, at the I, most. I think his situation is a little bit different than, like, the running backs because those big-time running backs, they're, they're playing on the tag. So it's like if they don't if they don't play well this year, like, they won't get signed to a deal. So they're trying to get lock their deals in now, and it's just not playing out that way for them. So that's why they haven't signed those tags. But, like um, – the lineman is a little little different because like he signed a deal already. He got his long term deal and now he wants to sit out. These running backs are like it's tough for them because nobody wants to sign a running back to a long term deal. But and they can't they can't even make anything work like reasonably with these teams. Like I feel bad for Saquon and um uh, uh Josh Jacobs because like they're, they're they've been balling out and they're just not getting what they deserve. Oh yeah, we hammered that too. It's like, yeah. but I, yeah, like you said, I just don't like that. Um, I, I just don't, I just don't respect it when it comes to. Like I said, I know you want your money, but you had your time when you signed when you signed the initial contract. I know Chris Lindstrom and them that they reset the market again this year, and it's gonna happen. You know, next year someone's gonna get paid too, and with a different position. That's just the way the NFL works. All sports work that way. Someone keeps the yeah. ball rolling, and that's just the way it goes. Unless hey, you're, you, you really see it with no the quarterbacks. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. No one's topping that. Not that fully guaranteed, at least. That's that's the thing. No not, one's going to top that. Fully not guaranteed. for a little while. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be back time. again. So some some stupid team's going to make a decision like that again. Yeah, but we'll, we'll keep eye on Zach Martin as well. I mean, yeah. like I said, we we have training camp. Like we'll, we'll see if he maybe suits up for preseason and uh, if he's out there for the, the boys out there. I think they normally do the training camp in California uh, some some of the weeks. But you guys mentioned getting paid, boys, and that's what the former. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder. Yes, it's official. Every owner agreed to the sell. He is getting paid $6.05 billion 
from Josh Harris and his group, which includes Magic Johnson. But like Chris said uh, before the show, it's, he's going to lose 1% of that because he's going to have to pay $60 million in fine for sexually assaulting an employee and withholding $11 million in revenue from the league. Tisk tisk, but I want to see more on Dan Snyder. I want to see John Gruden, like Chris said. I want to see the fucking mail. I want to see the dirt come out. I want to see all that, all that emails come out. That's what I want to see. Yeah, this is this is a billionaire's punishment at its finest. I mean, you sell the team for six billion dollars, and then the NFL turns around and says, "Hey, we're going to fine you sixty million. I mean, that is literally nothing to him at all. So I hope I hope more comes out of this. But I mean, real quick, just to read you guys some stats. I mean, Dan Snyder, twenty four season with the Commanders, right? Six playoff appearances, two playoff wins. No NFC championship games, 10 different head coaches, 27 different starting quarterbacks, and only a full, a 0.427 win percentage, which ranks 27th in the NFL. We should, have done that game. Should have been... we should have done that game where you asked me and Luke who all the starting quarterbacks have been, and we just try and just guess it. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish we would have had that ready. I can name probably like 10 quarterbacks. I, I don't know. I think I can name 10. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, this, he, he was a horrible owner. Didn't do much. I mean, I, I'm just so glad that the cell went through. I hope they do change the name and this just erases Snyder's legacy. If he even has one in Washington. Well, he has a negative legacy. Yeah. 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 I I think it's a good time for a nice rebrand of the entire team. Like change the color scheme and everything, buy a new stadium, just rebrand the entire team. Start start fresh. Fuck it. Drop all their stats because it doesn't really matter at this point because they fucking sucked the last fucking twenty four years. Under I'm Steiner, good with the, so. I'm good with the colors. I, I think the colors are good. I was telling a chat earlier in another group chat that they had a nickname back. I think in the eighties they were called the Hogs because of like their line and their their fullback and running like back. That. Name name them the Washington Hogs and cool get like a fierce pig. You know, that's something that that's a heritage name. That's what they used to be called. You keep the same colors. Yeah. I think that's a cool I, I idea. Like that, actually. I, don't know, I, I like, like it too. Like the cool logo. Yeah, you, you get get creative and then you know you actually re, you brand that and they obviously get a new fucking feel too. Oh yeah, yeah a new yeah. stadium. It's fucking was it FedEx Field? Yeah, FedEx Field is the worst, worst yeah. fucking turf. Wor- like the like you said, Luke Cobb, let's go. The sti- the sewer sti- water. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, stays falling apart. They got fucking raccoons and fucking shit in there. So, I mean, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the hogs, you're gonna have to get a whole new offensive line and a run game. So you you need some hogs there. Yeah, yeah. You're you're gonna need <laughs> some beefy boys down there. No, I, I I think it's a good idea. I mean, I want to see what you, maybe maybe I'll keep I'll keep tweeting at the, the commanders. And yeah, maybe they tweet, tweet they, them, change the name to the hogs. Yeah. Keep tweeting find, them every find day. The <laughs> yeah, find keep the them every day. Maybe, maybe it'll work. Maybe I'll talk to Magic hey, bring, Johnson too. Bring, bring the hogs back. I don't know. I think Start it's a good idea. I mean, I understand they're not going to go back to the football team and the other name that, you know, no one's allowed to say on TV anymore. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I like the hogs. It's, it's a heritage thing to the, their old nickname was. I understand it's not the – what a lot of fans want it to be, but I don't know. I, I kind of like it. I kind of dig it, but I dig it. We'll see what Magic Johnson I'm does. I think Matt, Magic Johnson's a pretty good, I think, ambassador to everything he's been part of. So I think he will embrace the NFL role. And I, I'm excited to see what Josh Harrison, uh, Magic Johnson is going to do. I think Magic's going to bring a lot of, um, 
a lot of creative ideas to this this team, which, like you said, Chris, they fucking need it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to see them do good too. I have a lot of family that is Commanders fans. Like I said, I was born in Maryland, but a lot of my dad's side of the family and part of my mom's side too. Like they're they are Washington fans, and I I, I root for them because they root for them. I like to see some of my family happy sometimes. But moving on to a, a fan base that might not be happy, and that's the Minnesota Vikings out there in the north. Their rookie wide receiver, Jordan Addison, got pulled over at 3 o'clock in the morning driving a Lamborghini. And guess what he did, Luke? He was fucking going 140 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. And, you know, I think this guy would learn from his fellow draft mate, fucking, um, what was his name? No, no, it's not Henry Ruggs, but the guy from Georgia. Who was the guy that, uh, was it Jordan Davis? It was um, the big boy, uh, I forgot his name, Dan, but yeah, he... They were drag racing and people died. Then, like Chris said, Henry Ruggs was speeding and drinking and driving. We don't know if alcohol was involved, but you think these fucking guys would learn, especially at three in the morning. Why are you out fucking driving that fast for no reason? Yeah, I mean, look at look at Henry Ruggs. I mean, this uh, Henry Ruggs. He had a phenomenal rookie season, and then one small accident killed somebody. And now, now what? He's playing prison ball with Adam Sandler. Luke knows about that. Longest hey, yard out there. Best I don't know. I don't. I don't know the cast. Jalen Carter. I'm sorry. Jalen Carter was the yeah. Jalen Carter. Don't, don't, don't make me pull the I, cast. <laughs> I won't dig don't into make the me cast. It's stacked. <laughs> but but I mean, look, Addison. I mean, he already missed most of the team's offseason because of a minor injury. So that was already going against them. They had high hopes with them to pair up with our boy Justin Jefferson, phenomenal wide receiver. There, they lose Adam Thielen, so they're looking for that solid number two. And Addison was going to be that guy for sure. But, I mean, come on, dude. You're a rookie. You haven't even played a single snap of a football yet. You got some money in your pocket, and you, you're already buying a Lambo going 100-plus. Like, I I think to be able to sign as a rookie, it should be a requirement to have a financial manager. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he had an interview that as soon as like he got paid, he wanted to buy a fast car, and guess what? He – he went and did it, and he, 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 he used it. And he went fast. <laughs> he, went he, fast. he went very fast. Uh, he's getting very lucky just to get like a like a little citation for this and not a felony speeding charge or super speeder charged. I don't, I don't know what they do in Minnesota for uh, those types of tickets, but by a lot of states, that, that's a felony a felony offense, felony speeding, which you're almost double the speed limit. So, Well, they were, he was almost triple the speed limit. Like yeah. he, was, he was getting – he yeah. was approaching that. I mean, I just think so. you know, you're an NFL player. I, I know it's easy for us to say because we don't we don't have all that that kind of money. But I figured like if you get to the league, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you do. Like if it's speeding, you know, drugs, you know, domestic violence, you would want to just not do that stuff because you have all this money, you're set, your family's taken care of. You want to do the right thing, and also 140 miles per hour. If someone runs out in the road, and you know, you're not going to stop. And if you swerve, you're just going to flip the car. I mean. I just don't get what these players are deciding to do. And he's a first-round draft pick. He's going to be used to replace Adam Thielen, who was an all-time great yeah. for the, the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the NFL should make an example out of him. Like, you see all these players getting, like, six-game suspensions for just gambling while he's over here doing something he could potentially kill somebody or himself. So, I mean, the NFL should make an example of him, suspend him, like, four or six games or something like that or half the season or a whole season. So, I can, like – 
let these players know it's not okay to be doing that shit. Yeah, I mean the the rookies report to the Vikings on Sunday. I don't I don't know what day that like what actual date that is, but Sunday. So I mean I think we might see something come out of it once he gets into the the building over there. But I completely agree with you, Luke. I think the NFL and Roger Goodell should step up and make an example of this kid and be like, hey, you can't be making these dumb mistakes. Like, you got the money, but spend it correctly. This isn't Georgia, okay? Well, he was at uh, USC. He was in California doing where he was at in college. Oh, yeah, but, oh you can do anything you want there. Let's, <laughs> let's not make – Los Angeles, California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Chris, maybe he wasn't, maybe it wasn't in Minnesota. Maybe, maybe we're reading the state wrong. Maybe he was running late. He knew he was going to be a couple of days behind. So he's trying to make up lost time, <laughs> trying to get there by Sunday to report. Hey, maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe he was from, maybe he's driving from California. He's like, fuck, I'm not going to make it. You know, I got to get there. I got my Lamborghini. It's Fast and the Furious mode and let's go. He's like, if they could do it and not get arrested, why can't I? Maybe that's his mindset. I just don't get it. I really don't. I mean, I'm, in, I'm interested to see it. Like, I mean, he did. He didn't go to jail for it. I'm interested to see if he – I will never find out or know if he was drunk or intoxicated or what. But 3 o'clock in the morning, what are you doing out that late anyways? Well, he's probably going to work. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was going for a workout. He was, thinking, he was trying to beat that gym that gym rush, that morning rush they got at uh, the yeah. facility. Ain't no yeah. way. He had to be the first one in the gym, so that's why he's going 140 (laughs) at 3 a.m. Yeah, he's got to hit his lift. But, hey, we'll keep an eye on that. Like I said, maybe we'll never know about the the urinalysis check, maybe, you know, or the blood test if he had to do that. Well, not urinalysis. He didn't get arrested. So, I don't – I guess he won't even get a blood work. Yeah, we'll never know. Um, But speaking of NFC North, you know, Justin Fields from the Chicago Bears, he's back on our radar. He made some headlines. He actually made two quotes that we were keeping track of. He says already he's a top five rushing quarterback in NFL history. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I respect the list he had. I respect Mike Vick, Cam Newton, and Lamar Jackson. Steve Young is very underrated, but I, I know he hasn't been in the league in a while. But Colin Kaepernick was pretty good for a couple of years. I mean, I think so Colin was RG three. Yeah, RG three was a pretty dynamic runner. Warren Moon was pretty good. I mean, Randall Cunningham was pretty good. I don't know, man. Like, you've only had one good year, and you're already saying you're a top five rushing quarterback? Yeah, I mean, before we started started this, I saw a little article, and I had you stat check it for me, Mark, is that he had more rushing yards with two less games, and I think, what was it, 80-something attempts less than Christian McCaffrey last year? I mean, yeah, you had, you're coming off a phenomenal rushing, rushing season, but are you – in that top five yet? Probably not. I mean, if you continue career and you you don't go out like RG3 or Colin Kaepernick and you keep this up, then yeah, you definitely deserve to at least be in the top three for sure up there with Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean, and you also, you also forget Alex Smith too, Luke. I mean, Alex Smith was not a bad runner in his early days in San Francisco and Kansas City. And with, with the commanders, he didn't really run it that much, but I don't know. It's a, it's a little early. I, I Obviously, he's not better than Lamar. He's not better than Cam, and he's definitely not better than Mike Vick. So I don't put him above those three, but I don't even know if he makes my top five. No, I mean, I mean if he – go ahead, go he, ahead. Luke. You got some other guys that can run the ball too. Josh Allen can run the ball very well. That's true. So, man, so I, I wouldn't put him top five now. Once One good season is not going to make you the top five 
rushing quarterback in NFL history. I'm like, sorry. I, I, I'm going to have Tom Brady over him right now. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a fucking unit. Hey, on the hey it, took, it, it took Tom. It took Tom like his almost whole career to get a thousand yards. We're, we're, we're not, Justin we even, Fields one season. <laughs> we, we didn't even mention Jalen Hurts. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Jalen can run Brady. the ball too. Patrick Mahomes can run the ball pretty well. So Tannehill is not a bad runner neither. Yeah. He doesn't do it as much, but how um, Danny Danny dives twenty two miles an hour. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> hey, don't forget fucking Tyler Huntley too. I mean, his three yeah. games yeah. he played, he he showed he had some legs on him. Yeah, so I I don't have Fields up there yet. I mean, if he keeps playing like the way he did last season, doesn't throw the ball at all and just runs it every play, yeah, he could be a top. Top five rusher in NFL history if he does it like three, four more seasons in a row. He just has to be consistent. That's he, all. He, he's on the right. He's on the right track for it, but he's not there yet for me. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, too soon. I, he's only been two years. I'm not. I'm not bashing him. Saying he's not. He's not a great runner because clearly the stats are there. He is a great runner, but he just it, it needs to be consistent for me. Fuck. I mean, he Kyle Murray can it. run the ball. I mean, that's because he's four foot. I mean, no one can talk. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like a little hamster run, little, little right. squirrel exactly. strides. Guy. You got, you, he just hops in his little hamster ball at home and just runs. That's his training sesh. Yeah. All he plays cod as well. Yeah, he can't, he can't <laughs> see he, us in cod, Chris. We're running yeah, a he's fucking gotta, heater. He's got to run because he doesn't fucking study for the defenses, so he just runs the ball and tries to make plays happen. I mean, yeah, no that's wonder like that. Arizona, no wonder Arizona was trash. I mean, you had one guy that doesn't didn't study – he played COD, and then you had D Hop that didn't even go to practices, and that was your whole team right there, your whole offense. So and the year, the year of COVID, I believe it was when he just fucking he said fuck it, Hopkins is down there, and then Zoma throw hell Mary, and he fucking catches over three guys. So he had much study for that. You just got to throw it in the air for him. But Luke, you mentioned passing. He also says he he will be a four thousand yard passer, which will be the first four thousand yard passer in Bears history if that happens. Is this the year the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields gets the four thousands and their four thousand yards in their whole existence, and they're the longest? I think like the oldest years. team. Yeah, hundred and two years are the oldest team. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got weapons now, so he, there's potential that he could do it. I I don't think I trust his passing game that much. I, I like his receiving core; it's not bad. Uh, Claypool, DJ Moore, and uh, St. Brown. I, that's pretty. Pretty good little trio he's got, and with Mooney. So I mean, he's got the he's got the weapons to do it, but I don't know if he's got the arm to do it. Well, the question yeah, is, no, is he gonna? The question is, is he gonna throw at that high of a rate? His rate last year wasn't that high, so obviously he only had like over two thousand yards. So the question is, are they actually gonna start doing that a lot more? I, I don't I, think he's ready to be a pocket passer. Well, not even that. It's uh, the running. The running game for him is working. So why are you going to change something that's not broken, right? I to start with, I'm I was shocked to read that they've never had a four thousand yard passer. I I thought Smoke and Jay Cutler did it at least, but I mean the closest he got was three thousand eight hundred twelve yards. So I mean he was just two hundred yards shy of that. But like Luke said, I mean he has no excuse this year. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool, you have the offensive weapons to get that 4,000 yard passing, but Justin Fields just, he isn't a long ball thrower. He's not accurate. He's down at the bottom tier of um, throws completed long. So I just, I see short, 
short drop-offs and a run game. I think he's going to push it. I, I think he's going to – if he doesn't get it, I think he's going to get close. Like you said, Jay Cutler was over 3,800. 3, I think Fields is going to push that 4,000 like envelope. Does he get past it? Will it be seen? I want to see what it looks like in preseason. I think they're going to play him a little bit. I want to see what it is going to be like with DJ Moore, like you said, Darnell Mooney back hopefully in the flex. You have Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, those guys. I, I, I think he can do it. I mean, we saw the throwing ability in Ohio State. But, I mean, then again, you have wide receiver university. One of the wide receiver universities, we've already broke down who our three are, but they're one of the factories that produces these great receivers. And, you know, now he's starting to get weapons. Maybe he can get back to that, you know, dual threat quarterback level that he was that he once was in Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. like you say, he's got no excuse now. So he's got the weapons to make it happen. You have you have the deep the deep threat to take the top off with DJ Moore. You got one of the top tight ends, Cole Komet. I mean, he can't. Well, I mean, there's no one's a top tight ends, but yeah. I mean, uh, you have you have like your three. <laughs> you have like your three top tight ends, and then after that, it goes down drastically. Is is Andrews in your in, top three, or is it Hawkinson in your top three? I uh, maybe I should say four or five. Yeah, because <laughs> Madden. I will say Madden screwed Hawkinson. They put him as a ninety overall in. Madden, I thought he was a little better than that. I mean, not saying he's better than Andrews, but yeah, I think the Madden, I think the Madden Raiders are. I, I uh, think Hawkinson's kind of fell off a couple of years when he was with like the Lions, but he balled out last year. If you watch the quarterback, yeah, yeah, he did, he did, he did very well. There. Yeah, I mean, he did well with the Vikings when he got traded over there. So I like Hawkinson, but I think yep. Andrews got him down. And we let's keep this quarterback train rolling, boys. Matthew Stafford. Returning from injury, we definitely we talked about that in the NFC West breakdown when we talked about the Rams. But the reports have been all over the place now that they tried trading for him in the offseason. Nobody wanted it due to the contract money, also age and injury. He also told the Rams he's not restructuring his contract. So the question is, Chris, is Matthew Stafford fucking the Rams or did the Rams fuck the Rams? I mean, it's, it's, it's both here. Matthew Stafford knows he's an old fucking fart. He played nine games last year. He knows that he's not getting any better. This is the downward slope of his career. So why is he going to take less money? He has to collect all the money he can because he knows that after this contract, he's he's probably not going to start anywhere else. I fully believe it. And the Rams, I mean, they, they got what they wanted. They got their Super Bowl ring. They spent a lot of money on a, high, a lot of high-end names, and now it's coming back to hurt. I mean – 120 million fully guaranteed over just two years for Matthew Stafford is crazy. I mean, they owed him 57 million in March. They tried to re- renegotiate. He said, "Go fuck yourself." And I mean, their only option now is cut him next year or trade him. And if they cut him, I mean, they got a dead cap of 31 million next year. So it's gonna hurt them. That's like up there with Matt Ryan, yeah. dead dead cap. Yeah, like, yeah. like what Chris said, they. They, the Rams got what they wanted overall. They said, fuck them picks. They went and got all these superstar players, got their ring. And, like, you could have seen this coming. Like, got the ring, and you knew the team was going to fall off. The team was very old, lost star players. And it's just like, it's that time. They're, they're on the downward slope. They had, when was the last time they had a first-round draft pick? It's been been a while. So the team's still, still an aging I think, team. I think their last first-round draft pick was Jared Goff, if I'm not mistaken, or the yeah. year after Jared Goff. So, I mean, 
Yeah, the, it, the, it worked for the short term. Like Sean McVay got his ring. He said, "Fuck them picks. Let me get a ring right now." And I, I mean, he's probably out after this season. He's probably gonna retire and take some time off. Or go comp like I don't know if I go to Cabo or some shit, and maybe come back coach again. I don't know. But retire? I, he's still like. Well, he might. He might be a commentator. He talked the youngest coach still. Yeah. He he talked about leaving last yeah, season. He He's talking about retiring. I think if Aaron, be if Aaron Donald would have retired, he would have retired. I think. Commentating, he can go to commentating. I, I think he'll hey. be good on the TV. Yeah, I think he, he coaches somewhere else again. I don't think he's done coaching, but I think he's. I think Sean McVay is pretty much over the Rams at this point. It's either I don't. Nobody looks happy on that team. He either I don't see him going anywhere else to coach because I don't see anybody else trying to get him as a head coach. I could be Maybe wrong. The Cowboys though, that could be. It could be a hot take, but Maybe. I don't think he's going to take anything less than a head coach. I think he'd be great at commentating. I mean, he's a very good-looking guy. He's young. He knows his football, so he'd be great on TV. If McCarthy gets fired, Dallas could be a name for him. Just saying. I, I do think that the Rams fuck the Rams, though. I understand Stafford, what he's doing. Yeah, if you want to say uh, he's doing it, good. But guess what? Like you guys said, they did this to themselves. They went with that superstar route, and this just proves – but the salary cap is real. Yes, you can manipulate it as much as you can, but eventually, in the long term, it's going to bite you in the ass. And Chris, I hate to say it, the Saints are going to be affected by it one of these fucking days. All these players are taking it now, but when they start to retire and all that and get released, it's going to hit them in one big swoop. And right now, you're, you're, you guys are getting lucky with it, but the Rams aren't because Safford's not I, budging. I mean, it's it, it goes all, but like you said, it's all about the players. Are the players willing to take these renegade, 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 fuck, renegotiations? Re- <laughs> yeah. That's a tough word. Hey, that's a tough word for a Southern boy right there. That's a tough word. But yeah, no, I mean, like, is the, are the players willing to do it? Can they, will they do it for the team? And luckily the Saints have been lucky enough to where these players are doing it for us. So we'll see. I mean, I still think salary cap's a little bit of a myth, but. Yeah, it's it, it's a myth, and it's a myth. That you can keep manipulating it, but eventually, it's gonna it's gonna get you. It's just when is it gonna happen? And this ha- time it happened for the Rams very quick. The Saints, man, they've been putting it off for what it seems like the last four or five years. Every year they're at like negative ninety nine million dollars <laughs> after the season, hey. and then your fucking general manager guru over here, like oh, it's at thirty negative thirty, and I'm like oh, okay, he cut he cut two thirds of it, and then somehow he just gets it there right right over it. I mean, like you said, it's also about about the GM, and luckily Mickey Loomis is, like you said, an absolute god with cap and money. I don't know how he does it, but like you said, I mean, we were negative nine ninety something, and now we're up fifteen. I don't think we're going to do much with it. I, our rookie still got us on and everything, but yeah, according to Doc, you're going to win eleven games, so that's what you're going to do with it. But moving on. Yep to a TV show that has been around since 2001 when the Baltimore Ravens Luke's team started Hard Knocks. Yes, HBO's Hard Knocks and we we've all predicted it. We all knew it was going to be the Jets and it seems like Luke the Jets are furious. They are irate. They didn't want it. The NFL forced it upon them, which I have a buddy named Jake. He said the same thing. It's bullshit. It's bullshit that you you get to see inside a team's locker room. You get to see their play system. It is bullshit. The teams can get a good, you know, good already game plan on it inside, you know, the walls essentially. But they're also told the, the NFL, 
We're not showing cuts. We're not showing a lot of access that you guys want. So is this slowly becoming the end of Hard Knocks? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it's the end of Hard Knocks. I mean, yeah, like this year may suck, but everybody loved last year with the Lions. I mean, I know you didn't watch it, but the the Lions was a very good Hard Knocks season last year, and I I watched all of it. I watched it week to week, and you you like start to feel for these like lower tier players like that are like on the line of like getting cut or not. But I mean, it's gonna suck. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not like a TV person. He only goes on Pat McAfee, and that's that's about it. So Aaron Rodgers is not about that life. He doesn't want to be like talked to. He doesn't want people to talk to him. Fucking cameras in his face. None of that. And so I mean, Aaron Rodgers is probably barely going to be in his hard knocks at all. I, I bet they'll probably just video him from afar. You'll pan over. <laughs> and you'll see him. Yeah, you'll pan over and see fucking eight from across the field. Oh look, he's tying his fucking his shoes. He t- oh he double yeah. swoops it. He double swoops his laces. Yeah, but the Jets, the Jets do have a lot of young players, and they're probably just gonna eat that shit up. So you know, you probably see some big personalities out there with the Jets with these young players trying to prove themselves. I mean, you got Sauce Gardner over there. He's probably fucking chained up the whole time. Big old sauce chain going on. Fucking picking Aaron Rodgers off in practice. So it's gonna be fun to watch. Um, this might be the first year I actually get into hard knocks. I didn't even watch it when Atlanta was on there. Now that we're doing this podcast, I might have to so we can break down the the episode. I just I've never I, got I into it. I mean, but I would maybe if Aaron Rodgers was gonna be more involved. I wanna see Robert Sala is a very good personality, but he's pissed. So how much is he even gonna want to partake in this this uh whole series, really? Yeah, I think I think Hard Knocks is slowly dying. I which is sad. I mean, it's interesting to see what goes on behind the scenes, what we normal people can't see on an NFL team during the off season. I I think the only reason last year was good was because of Dan Campbell. I mean, he made you hyped. I mean, I remember watching that watching Hard Knocks at like eight or nine at night and I felt like going outside and running seven miles. And I barely, I, I don't even run a mile. So it's <laughs> oh, it, that, hey, that he, first episode of him doing all the up downs with him with a fucking sprained wrist or broken wrist made me yeah. want to run through a fucking wall. Oh, exactly. MCDC just fucking gets the boys fired up. And that's why, that's why the Lions are back. Yeah, MCDC's I mean, over there. We got, got him fired up. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and they, and they got Denzel Mims from the Jets too. Just breaking news. They yeah. traded for Denzel Mims. They, got seventh yeah. round picks. So. Yeah, I, I don't think know. I think Dan Campbell made it interesting. We we all knew once we saw the Jets as a possible team for Hard Knocks this year, we knew that Jets were going to be it. Aaron, them getting Aaron Rodgers, the NFL was going to make that happen. Yeah, and they're just pissed off. And maybe that's why Saul is pissed off is because his quarterback's pissed off. So he's like, "Hey, I gotta follow. I gotta follow our quarterback. I don't want to go on his bad side." But like Luke said, Rogers is very picky with who he goes and talks to. He likes Joe Rogan. He did that during the COVID, you know, era. I don't know if he still talks to him. Obviously, he's been on the Pat McAfee show for three years in a row. You know, the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. So that's also due because of AJ Hawk, their former teammates, very good friends. So he's very, very picky with who, like Luke says, sees him, watches him, talks to him. He doesn't have a very tight circle. So very interesting how HBO is going to pan this out with the NFL and the New York Jets. I'm very interested to see it. And maybe now I'll finally watch Hard Knocks. I'll have to find a way to get into it, force myself to actually turn the TV on and watch it. Because it's also during Fuck preseason you. time too. So yeah, I'm yeah, watching a lot of highlights. So I'll give a real quick fuck 
the Hard Knocks company or HBO for like that in the season because that shit sucked. Didn't even watch that. That's what that's what happens. You put the Cardinals on it. Fucking Cardinals are trash. I don't even think I finished watching it because it was so bad. I watched the first couple episodes and I was like, this this sucks. And if I they pick a better team, maybe the in season in season would be a little better. But I don't even uh, I don't even know or saw we could probably mark maybe look it up real quick if they even renewed it for this season. Uh, I, I don't think I fun. I don't think I saw anything about that. Um, I, I think they they announced it like super late last year when they did it too, didn't they? It was it, like they I mean, they were like they were like three or four games in the season already before they even started it. Yeah, well, we got I, I don't know, but we got didn't we get like teasers or like we got announcements during the hard knocks preseason yeah. for the lions. Yeah. But they, so, they didn't record like the first, like four, four games. I don't think, or three games. No, they didn't show at least. If you look up hard knocks, doesn't matter what you type in. It's all chalking the jets. So I have not oh. seen one thing about the mid season. I think that was a fail. Like you said, it was not, no one really talked about, it. no one had really like high hopes on it when they were talking about it. So uh, I don't fucking card. Yeah, Cardinals were not a very good choice, neither. Uh, also, didn't help that Kyler Murray got hurt, you know, through the season as well. So, I mean, now you're showing a team with a backup and a, and a backup to the backup. So, it's not a very – wasn't ever a promising uh, start when it happened. But, hey, there's a, there's a new series out on Netflix, not HBO, that, that came out. I'm a little behind. I know you boys have finished it. The quarterback documentary – you know, with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, the former Falcons quarterback. And after watching the first few episodes, I was telling Chris Luke before the show, this documentary made me respect Kirk Cousins a lot more. I talked to a Vikings buddy of mine, Zach Rislow, who's a diehard fan of the show and the Minnesota Vikings. And he says, this just shows how much he respects Kirk Cousins now. He, he hated him in the very beginning. Last year, he started to like him a lot more because what he was doing. But taking all those beatings and seeing it up close, you don't see it like that when you're watching the game. So sitting there watching him get a beating, his ribs are all fucked up. He has to keep getting treatment every single week. All the stuff that he does, crack. Like, I've never seen someone crack their inside of their mouth. Like, you know, all that stuff in there. So, man, I respect Kirk Cousins after this, Chris. Hey, he takes he takes Tuesdays off, too. That's him and his wife's time. Okay, every Tuesday he takes off. And you need that. You need hey, family. Family. family's important. You got you got to hey, hang family. out with your family. Oh yeah, yeah. family's important. He, he's and he's losing his weekend, so he's like, yeah, he's like, I want my one day. I'm, Tuesday's my day, and he probably unless needs that fucking day to recover too. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes, yeah. don't get that man in front of a fucking camera. He'll he'll run away. He told he yeah, told his yeah. wife, I'm done with this shit. I'm not taking no more photos. <laughs> yeah. Also, but, also Zach Zach Rizlo, uh kickers matter. Okay. They yeah. Have feelings. Draft Justin Tucker, man. I'm telling you, like in like the tenth round, you'll have that problem, man. Yep. Just big shot out there. No, no, it, it, but, it was it was pretty cool to see fucking Kirk Cousins and like up close, and you get a feel for like like how much he like puts into this game. Like everybody sees him as like this mid tier quarterback, but he he was one of the top quarterbacks last season. He balled out. So and he was what the most hit quarterback last season, and he took yep. a fucking beating. And it was just it was big shot after big shot after big shot. I know it was like he helmet was to the wrecked. helmet to the ribs. And I'm like, yo, man, like yeah. I was feeling sitting down, I was like, man, that and it tied the surround sound on too. So like it it like adds that effect. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how but, he's getting up. Mark, Mark, why why why'd your Falcons do Mariota like that? <laughs> hey, hey no so spoilers, no spoilers. I'm behind. I'm not there yet. All yeah. I know is this man needs <laughs> to 
You know they do all that I, anyways. All I know is that on <laughs> Monday mornings, he gets a sausage egg McMuffin from McDonald's every Monday every morning. Monday. He might need to find a McDonald's out there in Philly he, because he won't be in Atlanta, like you said, no more. Ask your Falcons think, what he does after hey, his baby's hey, born. Hey, maybe he should have had a birthday right after <laughs> the season. Okay? I don't want to tell you. Maybe he shouldn't have had a birthday right then. Blame your parents. Don't blame the Falcons. I think <laughs> I, I think, I think Netflix crushed it. I I loved it personally. I watched there. There was a couple moments where I kind of dozed off, but I think it was a great series. It was cool seeing behind the scenes, like because us people, we literally just turn this game on, watch it, and then after the game's over, we turn the TV off and go on with our lives. These guys live it. I mean, it was cool to see like Kirk Cousins hop in with his wife, talk to his wife about like what was going through his mind during these games, especially you haven't seen it yet, Mark, but like the playoff game, they dive into that. Patrick Mahomes going to like their house, talking with his family and just like cool to see some like never seen on the field stuff. Oh yeah. Patrick and Matt Crosby going at it. That was awesome. That shit just, yeah, that shit's just cool to see. Hey, it shows you like all like the hard work they put in like behind the scenes. Fucking like the all the crazy like passes Patrick Mahomes can do that you see in games. He fucking practices that shit all the time just to do that one do it one time in a game. Like and yeah. you can see like all the fucking crazy throws he's made throughout the, like last season, which was a fucking lot. I there, a lot of those throws I forgot about. Yeah. His fucking sidearms, no looks, his little dump offs. Like Duke could throw the ball from any angle and complete passes like perfect. Well he's passes. got he's He's got his trainer that, like, you know, his three different days of workouts. He the baseball background he had. That's awesome. I like yeah. you said too. I, I like seeing like the like the the personal lifestyle. Like, you know, I didn't realize that Kirk Cousins' wife picks out his clothes for the press conference and like she dresses. She yeah, she's dressing like a, like a dad and like everyone's ripping him after That's... week one against the Packers. Like, it's I mean, she, he was, yeah, he assigned her to be his like wardrobe like specialist essentially. And, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. I mean, like I said, I'm only three episodes, four episodes in, so can't wait to finish hey, it. But Patrick, this Patrick Mahomes house, fucking. Sick. I mean, Luke. I mean, Luke. Yeah. You finished. You finished it. I yeah. finished it. We saw. We saw how. We saw how Kirk and Patrick put in like all this work, off the field and on their spare time. But you know what? I didn't see. I I, I didn't really I, see Mariota putting in work. Just eating no, McDonald's. Just hang, hanging out with his wife, yeah, yeah, and, you exactly. know, a little new baby, patching for a baby. Patrick Mahomes had, but Patrick Mahomes had a little baby too. Hey, so. he did, he did, he did. But, a baby, did. but they've been, through, but baby. they've been, they've been through it before. So his wife knew so? what to expect the second time. His, the, him and his wife never been through it. So, and you know, it's also different, like culture too. Right. You know, he's from Hawaii and all that. So the way that they do stuff with families probably a little different than the way Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins does stuff with their family. Mar- so Mariota probably doesn't fucking hire a nan, a full time nanny either, like Kirk. Or Patrick does. So. He does have a cook, though. He does have a cook. I saw that. But oh, moving on real quick. Yeah. Well, let's, they renewed it for season two. So this is what we want to bring up. You know, you had your three tiers. You had your top tier. You had your middle tier. And you had your kind of bottom tier. It could be a rookie tier this year because now we actually know a rookie will – at least two rookies will be starting. But I'm going to start off real quick. My number one quarterback I want to see starting off for the top tier is Josh Allen. I, I think just to see not just Josh Allen because he's all over the place, but – to see the Buffalo style, because you're going to see, like I said, you see the lifestyle of Buffalo. You see the fans, they get the interaction with them. He's also now dating Haley Steinfeld. So you're going to get an A-list actress with Josh Mallon. So that's going to cause that. You also have the controversial stuff going on with Stefan Diggs. I'd like to see that. My mid-tier, I want to see Dak Prescott. 
I want to see the Dallas Cowboys in the spotlight. I want to see Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy interacting with them. I want to see how Dak trains because you see him doing all this weird-ass bullshit he does before games. So I want to see what he's doing at home, getting ready. And then I want to see Ryan Tannehill. Same situation as Marcus Mariota. You know, he's at that spot where you have a quarterback ready to take a spot. I want to see how he does it. I know he is a, as a competitor as well, like Mariota, like Kirk Cousins in Mahomes. So love to see Ryan Tannehill as he's preparing to lose his job in the future. <laughs> I, I I love those picks, Mark. I especially love Josh Allen because I, I feel like even though it's not big news or a lot of people agree to it, I really do think that Josh Allen is slowly becoming on that hot seat with like if he Ooh. doesn't if he doesn't come up and win something big they the bills might look on to move on from him i i is it the weapons around him or what but i i think i think if this season doesn't make it i think he's going to slowly start I mean, becoming on that it took seat. peyton manning it took peyton manning like a long time to win a super bowl too so I mean, yeah I, not, saying peyton, not saying he's peyton manning but just saying, but, like, yeah, he put, but he's not putting up the Peyton Manning numbers or as big as Peyton Manning. So yeah, I think I, I just, I'd like I, to see. Are you good? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Josh Allen be a good one. I'm I'm gonna go top tier. I'm gonna go Big Dick Joe, of course. I mean, I'd love to see. He's from Cincinnati, so I'd love to see him there in his hometown. I think he's the number two or number three quarterback in the NFL right now. I'd love to see that. Um, second tier, I'm gonna go. My boy Derek Carr. I mean, probably above average quarterback. He's not phenomenal. He's not bad. He can win you games. Also, to see a eight year vet go to a new team. So this is going to be his first year with the Saints. So I think that'd be interesting to see how him and his family are in New Orleans. I know New Orleans is loving him and his family, accepting them. And then my bottom tier, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I think. He's in the same situation that Mariota was last year. He's He was team hopping for a while. He hasn't found his spot. He had his little stint in Cleveland. That didn't work out. They got rid of him, had his stint in Carolina. So I think this is going to be the make it or break it for Baker. And we're going to see if he's going to be an NFL quarterback next year or if he's going to go back to those All-State commercials for the Browns. <laughs> And I will say the one thing about Baker is he is must-see TV. As much as we don't think he's going to succeed in the NFL with the Bucks, the man has a knack for TV. I definitely believe in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say those are biased picks at all, but <laughs> yeah, he paid, paid, I, don't even, I don't even like Baker. Like, <laughs> no, you, you want to see Baker fail, though. That's, that's it. <laughs> hey, but my reasonings, I had reasons, though. Yeah. I mean, they might have been a little so, biased, but yeah. I mean, my, my, my top tier is going to be a little biased, too. I want to see Lamar Jackson. He he got paid. Uh, new wide receiver core. I mean, if it wasn't Lamar Jackson, I'd pick Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers would go for that at all. He's just not his type of personality. So my pick would be Lamar Jackson. Got got the bag. Got the receivers. Hey, it's time for him to fucking win some playoff games, make, make it to the big game. So he's got some pressure on his back now. So I'd like to see it. Lamar uh, Jackson's got a little more personality. A lot of people think he does. He's usually a lot more mellow, like in media days and stuff like that. He'll, he'll throw little sly jokes in there, but seeing his real life and how he actually trains and stuff like that. I mean, last season he put on like tw- like twenty pounds of muscle for the season. So seeing how he's going to come into this season, rethinking like how he's going to have his body ready. 
be interesting to see. Then for my middle tier, I'm going to go fucking Russell Wilson. I, Russell Wilson is going to be must-see TV. Him, Sean Payton, just fucking going at it all the time. And he's got that A-list celebrity wife, Sierra. Big feud going on in the future. Uh, I know Russell Wilson put out a nice little uh, stepdad picture up about raising future's kid the other day in, this, in one of the stadiums. So, I mean, that's going to – just the beef with Sierra future – and Russell Wilson's like trying to trying to get along with Sean Payton. It's gonna be fucking <laughs> great TV. Did you see real quick, my- Luke, that Atlanta when they played the Seahawks back in 2016 um, in the NFC divisional round, they had futures music playing throughout the whole stadium most of the game. No, uh, no. What I saw was uh, last season uh, Russell Wilson's teammates were playing future songs in the locker oh, yeah. room after they were losing games. That. Then. The the fans were doing counting down the playcocks last season for Russell Wilson, so he didn't he didn't miss the playcock and get delay a game. So yeah, I saw that too. It, it was last season was just a fucking mess for them. So I want to I want to see if Russell Wilson can get it figured out with Sean Payton, and yeah. then he's got like the superstar lifestyle behind him. And but new like second year on the team, new head coach, that'd be cool to watch. Then my my lower tier, I'm not gonna say he's a lower tier, but rookie, I'm gonna go um, Bryce Young. I want to see that welcome to the NFL moment for him. See if he can fit it, figure it out. I mean, he's undersized quarterback, new team, new league. So he's got to figure out the playbooks, huge playbooks, a lot different. I mean, Alabama's probably got a bigger one for college football, but it's it's a big step up. Everybody's professional now. He's not no cupcake games. So every every given Sunday you can lose yeah. a game. So I want, yeah, I want to see that matter. welcome to the NFL moment for him. doesn't matter who you're well, playing. You can be playing the worst yeah. team and they can beat you. Yeah, he's probably a little more mellow of a, a quarterback. I haven't seen too much media stuff on him, like interviews. But it'd be, it'd, I think it'd be cool to follow a rookie along for the next year. Hey, they do the quarterback. I, I agree. Luke, I, I know you're ripping on Mariota. I know he doesn't have an MVP, and he never will. But you know what? No. He was the bottom-tier quarterback last year, and he's got as many playoff wins as your top tier. You want to see Lamar Jackson. And he was but, he won at Kansas City, too. So shout-out to you, Mariota, man. Fucking underrated career, dude. And he's a Heisman winning quarterback too. So. <laughs> underrated career. Just got cut cut the, like the day after his baby was born. Falcons getting hey. dirty. Whoa, whoa, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't get cut. He volunteered for surgery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He said he so, wanted surgery. He, he fucking bitched out because oh, he wait, 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 wait. You said anymore. cut or wasn't he still? <laughs> he, he got did, benched. Did, got benched. Yeah, so he got benched. He, he got benched. Yeah. yeah. He got benched and after then, his baby was born. End, and then at the end of the season, he, he, he cut himself. Hey, he's yeah, he in Philly himself. now. He he's backing up. He's backing up Jalen Hurts now. You know, so good for him. He might yeah, he, he might get a Super Bowl this year. You never know. He might get a Super Bowl as a backup. But uh, he, not he not might get it. Yeah. But hey, great episode, boys. Man, I, I fucking loved it. We missed you, Doc, out here. But uh dude, prepare this weekend. Doc better be ready because we have baseball talk. Luke, your Orioles are hot right now. Watch like them Orioles. Yeah. Hey, number number two overall. Let's go. Just beat yeah, Tampa. Tampa's definitely come back to the the pack, which is what I was hoping they were going to do. But um, unlike you know your Orioles, my my Yankees just can't seem to fucking do anything. They're hurt. Judge is finally going to maybe be back. It doesn't even matter. I think he's done. Uh, I think the team's done. Honestly, I don't think we're going to make it to the playoffs. But hey, congrats to your Orioles, man. They're looking sharp, man. You know, sick jersey too, like the black and orange. Yeah. Hey. It's hard, At least hard, hard to compete with black and orange. You know, the <laughs> Halloween colors going on. 
Yeah, speaking of black and orange, the Bengals are black and orange too, and maybe that's why they're going to be good this year too. Maybe it's the color scheme. Maybe uh, they're going to be rocking maybe, that. Maybe. I, I, I don't think so. I think it's Joe Burrow's fall-off year. Yep. Uh, but with that, we'll end that on a high note. We'll end it on a high note. We, save save your bowl predictions for when we do our bowl prediction episode, you know, in a, a month or so. So, But prepare this weekend. We'll see what anything pops up. If so, if not, we'll do baseball mock draft like we were originally going to do tonight. But things came up. We need to start getting ready for fantasy, boys. But Chris, Luke, shout out to you, Doc. Can't wait to have you all in there uh, next week. Like I said, that's Chris Gemeinhart. That's Luke Rule. Shout out to you, Nick, Doc, Skirt Quintz. I'm Mark Davis. This is all about the balls podcast and we are out thank you for checking out another episode of all about the balls podcast we want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the sack house you can listen to the show on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube and don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on twitter and instagram at the sack house